What's happening, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? We're missing a few folks. If you're just joining in with us, man, welcome to Daily High Five. We're going to hang out for six hours tonight. So I hope you got your coffee and your water. I don't know how long we're going to be here, right, but right, we're going right. to have some fun regardless. I think Aaron's going to possibly be joining us in a little bit. Chana is celebrating his wife's birthday, so we're yes. excited. Happy birthday to her. And Joe, your mom's birthday is today. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to her as well. We already hung out this weekend. Nice. So, did the whole family thing. I'm I'm still recovering from this whole you know Big Bear trip. I don't know if you're like that too, mm-hmm. but no, when you go on vacation, you come back and you're just like right back into the swing of things. I feel like yeah, well, the first couple of days in this other house for like the past five days, and you get back, yeah. you're like, no. See, I've been back for a little bit. I've been back for like a week, so I'm I'm over it. So yes, but when I first get back, it's like, ah, man, it's hard to get back in the grind of things. It's weird. Right? Oh sure. <clears throat> All right. You want to say what's up to some of these folks here? Yeah, absolutely, man. Good to see you, Megatron. Tim's in the house. Chris. Who else we got? RGA. Good to see you, buddy. Hey. I as always. What's up, Twitches? True voice of reason. Good to see you, Gene. What is going on, man? John Duncan's in the house. Who else we got? Derek, Jed, C. Big, Victor, the bad guy, 56. The bad Billy. What is up, Billy Jr.? Dang. All right. Well, Croson just popped in, so we're going to go ahead and end the chat early tonight. And good to see you, Paul. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have any anything in particular that I need to talk about or, you know, have in mind. We did see you. I'm still get, getting back into the, you know, yeah, the routine that worked out. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. have to go back and do your normal everyday, yeah, thing for a while. So, so I'm assuming you haven't had a chance to see John Wick four yet, right? No, I know that you have. I did. Can you did. can you My tell son. us what you thought? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but yeah. um, I mean, of course, it's massive action, crazy, um, definitely over the top, and a lot of. All right, so going into it, I mean, you know it's going to be unrealistic, but it was just really, really far-fetched stuff, man. We're talking Fast and the Furious kind of stuff. At that level, huh? Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's still going to be a great um, you know, demo disc. There's a couple of scenes in there that's just done really, really superbly well. Um, but I'm curious. How many of you guys in the chat, have you all seen it yet? Yeah. Curious. So what I want to know is, yeah, bad guy was, says, was their movie. system better than your system? Mm, no, I wouldn't think so, honestly. Um, then you not even notice. Yeah, I mean it's so the surrounds. All right, so I like Dolby um, Cinema. The biggest problem with Dolby Cinema is you literally have a wall behind you. So it's blocking some of the rear effects. So I don't feel like I'll get a whole lot happening behind me, mm-hmm. um, especially if you recline the seats because they have reclined seats. So it's all about comfort. And But the difference between that and IMAX, to me, IMAX is crazy loud. Mm. You got this you know, really big screen, mm-hmm. but IMAX, they struggle with the low end. So they don't have as much bottom end as Dolby Cinema does. But I think part of that is because Dolby Cinema – at least in ours has like kind of like butt kickers or tactile transducers in the seat. Mm. So you feel it. It's not crazy over the top, but you feel it. Um, yeah. RGA said he didn't care for the theater system. Um, Wendell said he's seen it. He thought it was great. 
John's waiting to see it at home. Yeah, so we're not going to spoil it, Brian. I, I've never so that. Your, uh, yeah. what, what did you see it in? IMAX? So mine was in Dolby Cinema. Okay. Yeah. So we have two theaters. It's like one theater, but literally right here's IMAX, and right next to it is the, the Dolby Cinema. Mm-hmm. So we typically try to send see it in Dolby Cinema. Mm-hmm. Yes, Youth Man's always about that bottom end. I like it, man. I'm telling you. That's where like the excitement comes to me in a movie. I mean, I want to hear dialogue. I want to hear effects. I want my Atmos. I want it all. But if you take away one thing, the one thing I wouldn't want you to take away is that tactile feel. I think I'll have to agree with you there. If you watch a movie without tactile feel, there's just part of that movie that you're missing out on, you know? And so I think that's where some excitement comes. Uh, and even when it's a little too high, it's forgivable, right? When yeah. the base is too high, I'm like, I yeah. can deal with it. Yeah. Treble so, too high? No. Yeah, Atmos, I mean, not Atmos, um, the IMAX, a lot of times I feel like it's just cranking loud. That's an interesting thing because louder I than I like it. Regarding uh, reference levels, mm-hmm. you know, just because people are asking about, um, of course, they're asking about our calibration toolkit, and they're mm-hmm. saying, hey, how come when we set it to zero, it's measuring at 75 dB, not mm-hmm. 85 dB? Yeah. And it was kind of an interesting uh, topic because <clears throat> we recorded at minus 30, mm-hmm. right? And so when you put it to zero, it shows up at 75, right? Yeah. Uh, that's when you do your full calibration. And so, you know, I talked to somebody who actually does calibration for theaters, mm-hmm. commercial theaters. And when I mentioned that, uh, he, this is something he said, and maybe, you know, something we can talk about here mm-hmm. because I don't have the answers. I try to look it up and yeah, um, I thought I knew the answer, but maybe I could be wrong. So mm-hmm. it might be interesting. Uh, I've always known that uh, THX specifies eight specifies 85 dB mm-hmm. as the reference level mm-hmm. for the main speakers, right? Yeah. With peaks up to 105. Peaks up to 105, mm-hmm. right? And then what is it? Uh, 10 dB hotter for the LFE. For the subs. Right. right. Correct. Okay, so 85 dB is just like, you know, what people always say. Yeah. Now, what this guy was telling me, the guy who calibrates the theaters, he's like, well, home is actually 75. Uh, I'm not sure. I've heard that. And, you know, I try to look it up also. Yeah. And it seems like it's somewhere in that range, like somewhere Mm -hmm. between 85 and 75, because I've seen one where they said Odyssey is calibrated Mm -hmm. to 81 dB. Mm hmm. And then some people say it's anywhere from 76 to 79, depending on the size of your room. Mm-hmm. So I've seen these different things, but it almost seems like the consensus is that home is not 85. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense because I don't know who did the poll, whether it was you or Aaron, but somebody did a poll about how loud they listen. Was yeah. that you? What, no, somebody did not, that poll and like nobody said, I listen at zero. <laughs> nobody. I know. I know a handful of people that that love it. It's loud. Yeah. So here's and it's it's always been super confusing to me. My understanding is, let's say you you've got a a Denon or a Marantz, you run Odyssey when it runs the test tones, it's it's measuring at 75 dB because 85 dB doing these test tones is loud to your ears as Mm -hmm. you're doing it. Mm hmm. But my understanding was always that it actually, when it's doing the measure or the actual calculation mm. and when it's figuring out your trim levels, it actually is measuring those and kind of a level adjusting those to 85. But that's my understanding. Could be wrong. Let us know in the chat. Yeah, yeah. Is, it's an interesting right thing, right? Wrong. But I, I'm agreeing with you when it's when you say like 
when it comes to test tones, it's just going like 85 with that, you know, that limited kind of of annoying. Yeah, it's a lot, you know, Um, because I think 85 or let's just say 85 dB. But if you're doing the full range, meaning you're including the bass. Sure. That's that's, you know, maybe you can handle that a little bit better than 85 dB with just what? 500 hertz to two kilohertz. Yeah, That's, that's a lot of energy. Yeah, it's loud in that so. sensitive region, you know. So that's a it's an interesting topic because mm-hmm. you know I thought we knew that I thought everybody mm-hmm. kind of knew like oh it's this and then yeah. looking into it it kind of makes sense that in a larger space you could probably handle eighty five just because you know the different how far you are from the thing. Um, but you would think that eighty five would still be it's all relative because for them to hit eighty five those speakers had to be cranked pretty loud because of the distance that they have to travel. Mm-hmm. And I know certain speakers, they have different um, abilities to travel sound and not drop off as much. Like mm-hmm. JBL, for example, when mm-hmm. you're looking at a line array, mm-hmm. they can travel long distance. That's why they use them in concerts. So yeah. it doesn't drop off you know, drastically when you go to halfway of the auditorium or the um, whatever you want to call it, the, the concert area. So Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just look, taking a look here. Some of these folks, I always thought the Teslas were set to 75, but the reference level calibration is still set to the 85 yeah. to 105 plus 10. Yes. Yeah, that's my understanding, Snoots. Um, again, that's just from what I'm seeing online, but I've even said it wrong in my in my videos. I'm like, oh, yeah, 75. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not 20 dB of headroom. That's 35, 30 dB of headroom, you know, if you're doing 105. Mm-hmm. So. You know, what's also interesting is, 85 if you're talking about 85 db mm-hmm. if you're talking about car audio like that's a hilariously low yeah 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 about they're right when they're when they're hitting that with like all the they're like you know 140 150 like yeah easily in the car you know with a ton of bass so yeah. i think it really depends on uh the frequencies mm-hmm. you know you don't want to you don't want to do one kilohertz you know at, at 150 db it's yeah. not good you know uh so, yeah, that's an interesting thing. I think what the important takeaway, though, for that is that if you're going to be mm-hmm. calibrating, mm-hmm. right, unless you're using something like dynamic EQ, which switches, you know, if you're not going to use that, you're, mm-hmm. I recommend not using it. I don't use it. Then if you calibrate to 75 dB, whatever's comfortable, right, when you yeah. raise it up and down, it should all stay the same. What you're, yeah. what you're mostly yeah, changing is the relative levels, yeah. right? And if you're oh. using a mic... The microphone does not care whether it's 85, 95, right. you know, one, maybe, a, you know, there's going to be a limit, but it yeah. doesn't care. Your ears care, right? We have the, you know, our ears, the, what we hear or how mm-hmm. we perceive changes based on volume. But nobody's that I know is calibrating like EQ stuff with mm-hmm. their ears only. Right. Right? Sure. Levels, you know, basically you can, you can set it to a comfortable level is what mm-hmm. I would say. Listen to you know what you normally listen at, and then you know make your minor adjustments there. Mm-hmm. And when you turn it up, if you have to turn it up, turn it down. They're all going to go up and down together. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and I'm with you, Joe. I don't think it necessarily matters whether we're calibrating to 75 or 85. And there's a question here. No, nothing says. Is there any reason why we would use 75 or 85 as a reference level? Why not use your actual listening volume to set all the dB? matching etc my understanding the kind of the biggest reason why we have 
a reference point, and that's really all it is. So zero dB on your AVR when it's calibrated should be the same in Joe's room, should be the same in my room, should be the same in Chana's room, should be same in Aaron's room if we're calibrated to reference volume. Um, and using the what I call the um, relative measure or scale, you know, when it's in negative dB and zero dB versus a scale of like zero to 100. When you've got a zero to 100, that really doesn't tell you anything because 70 on a Pioneer could be totally different volume than 70 on a Onkyo and 70 on. How about how know, about 70 with your JTRs and then 70 with like these very yeah. ine inefficient speakers? Yeah. 70 is not 70, right? Right. So that's why we calibrate it. I, and again, I think it's just so that, that we all, like I tend to listen to music or movies usually about negative 15, sometimes negative 10. So I'm 10 to 15 dB most of the time on average under reference volume, you know, under that 85 to 105 peaks. Um, Cause that's a, that's pretty loud to me. You know, when it really gets cranking, you're in the nineties, you know, and mm -hmm. you hit up to a hundred and that's, that's loud, you know, for me, but. Let's see here. Um, Somebody says, who's this? Justin says, if you had a high noise floor, mm -hmm. a louder calibration volume might help. And mm -hmm. that is absolutely correct. You know, some people say, oh, so what, what do I need to calibrate at this level? And what I tell people is, listen, you know, is it a noisy environment? Because that's noise. That's that's unwanted noise. Right. So that sorry about that. That's unwanted noise. And the pink noise or whatever sound is coming out of this, you know, that's generated that is the wanted signal right mm -hmm. you want your signal to be high and you want the noise to be low relative to each other so if your noise is high then you got to turn it up louder right if it's real quiet then you don't have to turn it up so high yeah so signal to noise that's what you want to think about when you're doing calibration right the mic doesn't know the difference mm -hmm. so you want to give it the signal that you want to give it right yeah not not people talking and people stomping around or AC. So yeah, that's a good question though. Yeah. Yeah. Fencer's got a good one too. He says, do you guys calibrate to just the main listening position or do you try to get good seat to seat having trouble dialing in the other seats with two subs? So I'm going to tell you my selfish answer. <laughs> I mainly just, I, I do my seat. And oh, the biggest reason is because very few people that actually come over to a demo, my, my setup even care. Like I could turn all the speakers off, but two, and they'd still think it was amazing, you know, cause they're like, okay, that's cool. It sounded nice. I felt some bass. They don't know anything about this stuff. They're not enthusiasts. Now, when somebody does come over, like if Joe were to come over to my house to demo, he's getting my seat. I'm just going to sit in, in an off seat. So it's not a big deal. I can, I can sit in that primary listening position anytime I want. So I, I calibrate from mine. What some guys will tell you is when you try to flatten everybody's frequency response and you start EQing and trying to get a really nice, smooth response, it's like when you mess with this one, then you're going to affect this one. And so it, it's really hard. And so sometimes people say, just kind of get in the middle. Don't go too extreme on the primary listening position because it's going to affect this over here. So maybe kind of go like moderate don't go extreme on trying to dial that in totally flat for that primary listening position because it's going to impact the other ones yeah so i don't know and what michael's talking about is is just like you know an average 
what you're doing is you're giving equal weight. So let's say if you have a whole row of seats, <clears throat> if you gave each one equal weight, meaning that they're all equally important, I'll wait till Chana's ready. I'll wait till you're ready. Um, if you gave them all equal weight, meaning that you assume that all of them mattered the same, mm -hmm. then that means that you have to compromise. Yeah. Right? You have to make compromises to make it sound as good as possible to all of them. As opposed to if you make it really good for one position and mm -hmm. whatever happens to the other ones, mm, I yeah. don't know, then you can really make that one significantly better mm -hmm. than optimizing for all of them. So it's a trade-off. Yeah. Sure. And when I do calibrations for people, I say, how many seats do you have? So that's mm -hmm. one. So usually they'll say, ah, I have four, right. I have two, you know, whatever it is. And then I say, or I have a couch, right? They'll say that. Yeah. And then I'll ask. All right. So how many people actually watch here? Like how many people sit here and watch movies? And they're like, uh, I don't know, maybe like two, right? Them and their significant other. Yeah. And then a lot of times I'll ask like, who, who really cares though about mm -hmm. the sound? Like, oh, yeah. that's just me. Yeah, so now, does not. so they have all these seats. What you want to do is kind of just wait it. So maybe don't make it horrible on these seats. Right. But don't compromise so much on that one seat that's really important to people, right? Ah, you know, you got to just take those things into consideration. And then do you guys calibrate just for MLP? Okay, yeah. Having trouble dialing in other seats with two subs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe take a look at multi-sub optimizer, MSO. It's a Windows app. It's free. Pretty complicated. So depending on how good you are at uh, calibration, it might be a little bit much, but... <clears throat> usually what you want if you have multiple subs and multiple seats what's up chana day what's yeah. happening man it's gonna oh man i need to i need to turn on my big bottom here uh oh there to go there it goes oh, yeah. are you safe are you safe right now is it okay i know it's a we said we said happy birthday to your wife so oh yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 uh, like yeah. it's monday man it's a resort town there's nothing open Okay. All right. Like she's like, let's get some sushi. I'm like, the one, only one good sushi spot is closed. Mm, and, uh, I've been seeing that uh, meme, dumb ways to die. You seen? I that? was like, I was like, all right, screw it. Let's go to Carson City. It's a two-hour drive. Mm -hmm. We'll get some sushi. This is at like two o'clock. This is like two hours ago. And she's like, so we would have been there now eating. Um, and then she's like, what about the roads? And I was like, oh, that's right. About an hour north of here, there was an avalanche. Oh wow! Covered the main highway, so it takes a two-hour drive and turns it into a five-hour drive to mm -hmm. drive all the way around the water. So, yeah, we're just kind of stuck here. We we went and had a good dinner last night. I think I spent uh, <laughs> I think I spent as much as a TCL. Oh, that's funny. I think it was funny because I'm like, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's my wife's birthday today, and then you kind of said it in the questioning way earlier. Like you're like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be on. It's my yeah. wife's birthday today. It's my mom's birthday today, too. And then you're like, well, you did go out for dinner last night. <laughs> like, you weren't. <laughs> I, I, think that's, I think that's cool. That's I think probably good. enough. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's one restaurant in town where you literally need to um, make a reservation a month in advance. Wow. So, so you did there. that? Or yeah. did you do that? Or are you like, oh, that's China? No, I mean, yeah, no, of course. Of course I did that. <laughs> there's no way not to do that. Um one of the best chefs in town like the food was phenomenal it's like dude i took so many pictures of the food like i was just like man i look like a dumbass but um <laughs> the it's just it was just so pretty you know and obviously it tasted great so 
Stakes? Hey, her name is Sasha. I'll, I'll let her know that you guys are saying happy birthday. So that's cool. She'll love that. But yeah, we're just hanging out. Um, yeah, Anthony. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that> <laughs> yeah, Anthony. That's funny, bro. Parayamos. Uh, Parayamos, yeah. You should have seen my birthday dinner. I think I spent close to 900. And wow. it was just the two of us. Wow. Just yeah, I've never spent that much. Yeah. yeah, I think the most I've ever spent was at like a, a Japanese, not Japanese, what do they call it? A Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, Brazilian. Well, that's not super expensive. It's like 50 bucks a plate. Well, I, I, I was pretty wrecked though because one of our friends has a birthday and her birthday was on Saturday. Sasha's mm -hmm. is Monday and another one is like on Wednesday. So all three of us are, well, the three birthday people and a few other people. We went to sushi on Saturday. I didn't get to sleep till like 7 a.m. Sunday. So I was... <laughs> I was pretty wrecked for dinner last night. Um, and it was just yeah, at Carl's Jr. It's only only that price because he lives in middle of nowhere. So it takes, you know, it's hard to get mm. burgers up there. Right, dude. No? I, there, there are times where it's hard to get eggs up here, bro. Like that's how that's how bad it is. And, you know, was, you know, when uh, you know, in L.A., well, obviously, Mike, well, you, you probably would know, too, what during COVID, like the lines for, um, you know, going to Costco or the grocery store were huge. Guess who had stocked shelves? We did because <laughs> there's nobody here. That's funny. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden the word got out and people just come and get three grocery carts yeah. full of stuff and didn't just drive, drive six hours to get here, loot and pillage our grocery mm -hmm. store and then, and then, and then go back like same day. What a long yeah. day. Speaking of food, have you seen this before? Chana? What is that? is that? Something that you've ever seen before? De La Rosa? No, I don't know. no these little. Where are they? I don't know. I don't know. I remember seeing these. Like, I go over to my friend's house and like there'd be people. I don't. I don't remember, but I just remember eating these when I was younger. And I don't think I've had one in like maybe ten years. So, if anybody knows what this is, never seen them. Yes, yeah. it's good. Peanut butter mazapan. Well, cheers. Cheers to the mazapan. Somebody here knows. Van Gulsey says, you need to treat your wife on her birthday. Mine is tomorrow. Well, cheers to your wife's birthday. Happy birthday. Mm -hmm. That Mexican PB candy. Yes. Powdered peanuts. Oh, what's up? All right. So see. Powdered I know peanuts. Know. Yeah, that's interesting. Just eat it. Yeah. Uh, FOMO, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, bro? A lot of people know what it is. Yeah. That's cool. Mexican masapan. Masapan. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm gonna eat some. You can know. Yeah, okay, good. Good. Eat it. So, so what's going on? Well, you guys have any questions here? If you guys have any questions, some yeah, guys tell mentioned tell just go and answer some. And if you want to do some super chats, that's nice too. Onkyo announced a new TXRZ70. Onkyo TX. What's the TX? 11.2. I'm going to mute myself while I eat one of these. Where did you find it, Mike? Teenage photo? What's that? Did you find a link to it or no? No, I'm just guessing. Oh, okay. Here. Audio science review forum. Exciting news from Onkyo and Pioneer. Do they have one in Onkyo? Does Onkyo not have one? No. Sound and visual. Let's go there. I think there was some 
Well, I guess like leaked inside stuff that I don't know if they've officially announced anything yet. Mm. Oh, I see. Oh, it says Onkyo previews. It's new. What is this? An ad? Oh man, these websites are getting harder and harder. It's crazy, dude. Look at it. It's this? all over the place. Yeah. Can't even click off of it. It's crazy. Like this is when they don't actually have the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always like, this is like the yeah. like a just the same version of first. I mean, this yeah. So yeah, like this, right? and this <laughs> angle, this this I mean, angle could totally be like whatever because we can't see yeah. that bottom right. Yeah. Can we? Where the model number is, yeah. so it could be anything. IMAX yeah. DTSX. Okay, we. Uh, Mike was right. Eleven point two, twenty seven hundred dollars. Okay. Um, selling two hundred dollars less than the Pioneer, which is like the same thing, sort of. <laughs> HI certification, eleven channel architecture processing, thirteen preamp outs. Okay. Layout with 15 pre-outs? What? What? This is confusing. Can I just see a picture of the back? There we go. Yeah, there it is. I think it's a little... You get a little bit more with the uh, Pioneer, right? You get some RCA, or sorry, some XLR inputs and outputs. Mm-hmm. And then two subwoofers or... No. Yeah. The Pioneer LX805 has more. Oh, I guess that's where the $200 is going. And then does this have Oro 3D? Oh, this doesn't say. It's a preview, Chana. It's not a review. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, look. Oro 3D. <laughs> yeah, right there. Promised via firmware update in June. I always hate that. Y'all know how those firmware updates yeah. go, don't you? See what happened over there at the old, good old Marantz Denon. You guys want to talk about that? Menu lag is caused by cheap processors that can't handle all the magic of the menu. Because menus are hard. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny? It was funny. Like, um, Joe was like, all right, we're, we're, there was this thing on the disc, on, this, on the toolkit disc. Mm. And I'm like, oh, man, why does this look all weird? And like... And like, ah, oh, just Joe's like, yeah, I just asked the 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 author guy to to change it. I was like, okay. And then he's like, how hard can, can it be to change the menu on a Blu-ray? <laughs> and then I showed him a video or like a clip of like the software. And he's like, oh, nope, nope, not gonna do that. Like it's just like all these little blocks with all these like red lines, blue lines, green lines. <laughs> you know, for like the navigation, like what happens if you press this? Where does this, where does it take you now? You know, like all this nonsense is actually pretty complicated. I'm trying to remember what I used to make, D, kind of like homemade DVD authoring for videos that I make with my family and stuff. Oh, sure, sure, sure. What was the, there was an Adobe software and you would have to build that structure in there. You'd have to create your little thumbnails oh, and yeah. drag your, what was the you thing know, called? What? I don't even remember. It's been, I mean, we're talking 20 Premier? years ago. Oh. How it can no. make Blu-ray menus with Encore? I think Maybe. Encore is there. That sounds right. It's too. been a long time. Maybe it was DVD or Encore. But yeah. It wasn't too complicated, but definitely took some getting used to. Well, if you've ever made a website. Yeah. You know, like a menu, right? Yeah. yeah. A tree kind of deal. Yeah, URLs. Yeah. That but, but, but for uh, Blu-ray authoring, it's a different level of like, if you showed that picture, you're like, "What is that?" All right, here, let me. There's find like it. Wa- there's like lines going everywhere. It's 
Yeah, this one it wasn't. Is, it was crazy. pretty user it's friendly. It's not. I don't even know why it would have to be that complicated. <laughs> like what? Is, what is that? I, I looked at that. Mm. And I was like, uh, uh. And when I tried to do it, or maybe, myself, the, or maybe like, our guy just uh, put some extra lines in there. He's like, yeah, let's just make it, look, make it look hard. Just, just pay me. Right. All good. Um. So, uh, W A asked Joe Mike Chana, what percentage of your stereo music recordings <clears throat> do you upmix to Atmos or Oro 3D with? DSU, so that's Dolby Surround Up Mixer or Oromatic. And for me, what do I use? So, I mean, most most stuff I upmix to Oro 3D, just because I don't. I find that I, you know, it's not bad. It doesn't do anything negative to the sound. Um, if I'm working out, I have I put in a multi. What is that? You know, what is that called when you? When it's all speakers, multi-channel stereo. Mul yeah, so oh, I do that, yeah, and then I actually turn stereo. down all the other speakers. I have a preset that does that, just so it's only the you know the speakers that are near where I'm working out. But yeah, for the most part, I just use Oro 3D up mixing for most stuff. If it's like a brand new something, then I'll try it in Atmos mm -hmm. to see if it's a really good Atmos recording. That's what, that's usually it. I switch between native Atmos, Oro 3D up mixing. And that's pretty much it. If I I only go to stereo only if I'm just testing something. How about yeah, you? So you use a surround up mixer at all, Michael? I don't I don't listen to a lot of music honestly. I mean I'm I'm still probably ninety percent home theater in my theater room. Mm -hmm. Typically, if I'm listening to music, I'm not sitting down listening to music. It's just kind of passive. If that makes sense, I'm mm -hmm. working or doing something around the house or. You know, I'm building something here on the computer. Maybe I've got some speakers here that I'm just listening to. So I'm never like, I don't ever do like critical listening hardly, unless I'm doing a review of a pair of speakers and just trying to actively listen to how they sound or what what characteristics they have. Mm -hmm. So there it is. Yeah, that's, it is. that's way different. Look it. Yeah, and then if you zoom in, like none of that stuff makes sense. Oh, there's a gnat in here. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Look I tried. That. That I tried. That does not look easy. I tried to do it, and I was just like, okay, that's, this is the same. I'll let you do it. <laughs> 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 not happening. Yeah, yeah iDVD, Matt, that was for the Mac. I was using, yeah. at the time, I was using a PC. I think it, you're right, Joe. It was deep. It was uh, Adobe Encore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chana, so um, what do you, do you uh, upmix most I, of your stuff? How do you roll? I don't upmix my audio. Um, if I'm listening to audio, I listen to it in stereo. Um, the only thing I'll up, like we upmix a lot of the 5.1 soundtracks from DirecTV, Hulu, all those kinds of things. Um, we have a satellite dish on the roof, and uh, along with the satellite dish, there's still about six feet of snow. So we have to use. Um, like uh, we use Fubo. It's kind of like a sling app, mm. right? Where you watch live TV and you can record and all that, have the DVR mm. and all that. Yeah. Um, so all that's 5.1. So all that's getting uh, mixed into Oro. Um, but yeah, music is just stereo. So I did hear um, in some various Facebook groups and one of the guys in my group, he picked up the dark side of the moon on Atmos and they said oh, that's yeah. phenomenal. So if you're... If you're a fan, it might be something you'd be interested in. I definitely want to check it they out. Just they just take the stems, right? And then they remix it. 
Yeah, they probably just put it in different, you know, different pans and different spatial cues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does anybody know how those were recorded initially? Because I remember, you know, a lot of people talk about those recordings as mm -hmm. being excellent to begin with. Yeah. I don't know. wonder if it makes it better or it was two inch tape, right? Different. Yeah. It was all, I mean, that was the 70s, right? So, yeah, no computers. I just mean like maybe the, um, the mic technique. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But then, uh, but, but Mike, you're right. That's all they, all they do is take the stems and then they pan them around, right? That's what they do to make it happen. So. Any of you here that are like on my email list or my patrons, um, I do the same thing with the Atmos mixes I put out. I find the stems to song and then boom, move, move it around, <laughs> move it, move it around. I'm with you, FOMO. FOMO says critical listening. That's too much work. Oh, yeah. I'm with you, man. I was doing that all day Saturday and Friday. I DJed again uh, at the ski resort. And it was pretty awesome. Haven't been there in a month. They actually closed the lodge two weekends out of mm. the month, which is odd. I've never, out of 12 years living here, that's never happened. There's just absolutely so much snow. I usually DJ out on the deck, and mm -hmm. the deck has these railings. And so, like, seven feet above the railing is where the snow is at. So you walk outside, just ice, ice, ice. It felt like I was in a cooler. Like, I'm like, I'm DJing inside today. And... um. <laughs> And they started working on it as soon as the lifts close on Friday at like four o'clock. They started working to get more off of there and they got about 75% of the snow off. So where you can actually, you know, see past the railing. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. And then we had, you know, I put up, played a whole bunch of bangers. It was fantastic. Um, thank you so much for the super chat. Big Street Cinema. We appreciate it. What else did you say? He said, good show. Great show. Thank you so much. What kind of car is that in there? Look at that car that he's got. I don't know. I see, I see orange with some black lettering, and it looks like yeah, uh, let us, let us the, know the, the, either the new Supra or something, or yeah, maybe. What if I like maximize? Oh, oh, I have no idea. I still can't tell. Maximize the window. Still can't tell. Anyway, yeah, let us know what kind of car that is. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? FOMO says, yes. Uh, L is this a question? Oh, yeah. LOL, is realism subjective or objective? What are we referring to right now? Are we talking about, are you talking about audio? I don't audio? know. Is realism subjective or objective? Mm, that's a good question. I always have to think about it when you ask, FOMO, because usually you know the answer to the question you're asking. <laughs> You know, audio. Okay, so he says audio realism. <laughs> audio realism. Um, I don't even know what he means by that. I mean, like, are you talking about it represents what we would hear in a natural environment? I'm yeah. assuming. Well, I, I think, yeah. I think it's a, uh, I think it is objective or there's an objective way. Oh, here we go. He's, he says, reviewers say it sounds so real like I'm there, like you're at the concert. Right. Uh, sure. Unfortunately, they don't know. They weren't actually there, so they don't know what to reference. <laughs> they didn't hear what it's supposed to sound like. So, what are they referencing? That's I mean, let's just say this: if if Chano were right here, 
Uh, and he were uh, talking. He was talking to me, right? He's talking into the mic, right? And then <laughs> I record it and I play it back. Knock, 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 Joe. I, if I can't tell the difference between you know him talking and the playback here, then <laughs> the chain, the entire chain, is pretty realistic, right? That's yeah. realism. Mm-hmm. It didn't get messed up through the microphone. Didn't get messed up when it went through the preamp and uh, you know the interface and. The headphones or playback system also didn't mess up the sound. And so it sounds real, you know, oh, that, that would be a uh, Toyota Supra GR way to look at attack. It. But subjective is such a tricky term too, because like it is how you yeah. perceive it. Right. So you would yeah. have to perceive it. I think basically at the end of the day, everything is subjective. If it's going t- through a human, right. We have, mm-hmm. we have to perceive it. Mm-hmm. So it's a tricky question. It's a kind of a trick question. But at the end of the day, if if the output sounds like the input and if it measures exactly the same, to me that is realism. Right? Hey, yeah, I mean it it really is just about perception. All right. I don't know. That's your opinion. The, well, I mean, there's <laughs> There's there's a whole lot. I mean, if you you close oh, your right. eyes and you go to sleep, man, like you you might not know you're dreaming and you're living a whole nother world, right? But what is real is only, you know, it's it's up to the person who's trying to figure it out. Is this real? Is this not real? Did you take the blue pill or the red pill? <laughs> Mike took the green pill. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> we all see different. So, I've been in my fair share of concerts and yeah. and musical, and honestly, it never sounds like stereo as the sound comes from <laughs> the stage with exactly. zero imaging. With no imaging, because you're you're not even in the center half the time. Exactly. No, that's true because we we have binaural hearing. That's why I'm always about binaural recordings, binaural playback. The fascinating thing about binaural is that it does sound real. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll you know. I went when I went to vacation, I was like recording the kids and I had, you know, my bi- binaural mics. Right. And I was just listening to it later on. And, you know, the kids are always saying something, yelling or doing something over here. Right. And I'm, I'm playing it back. I'm like, huh? Huh? And they're just like on their iPad, not doing anything. I'm like, oh, shoot. So that's realism. Right. I got fooled into thinking that it was actually happening. That doesn't really happen. With stereo, you know, I don't listen to like some headphones like, oh, my goodness, what's happening in the room? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else we got here? Realish. Realistish. Matt also says, in fact, I like the 1974 quad mix of Dark Side of the Moon uh, better than the Atmos mix. What's Joe in reference? Joe and <laughs> um, let's see here. No, oh, China has to take off. Uh, so these guys are in here asking, I guess, FOMO and uh, who's this? Is this Fred? That's Fred. Uh, talking about you know what's more realistic, two channel like stereo or Something that maybe I don't know if they're talking about up mixing. Yeah, this FOMO says I would think multi channel sounds more real. And uh, let's see, what's the response here? 
But that's Fred. And he says, and Fred says, but we don't near, normally hear drums coming from the ceiling. No, dude, don't I you? totally do with my AV10. You guys aren't on an AV10 <laughs> life. You don't have that. If you have the AV10, drums come out of everywhere. Dude. Ceiling, <laughs> windows, everywhere. So here's here's the thing, Fred. If if you were able to not hear the source of the drums, let's just do this. If you put a microphone on the ceiling, right? You don't think any drum sounds are coming from up there? Right? If somebody's I mean, playing actually, the drum in a room, somebody's playing the drums. So it just comes normally, only ear level, like nothing goes up and hits the there ceiling. There are normally overhead mics when they're recording the drum kit. So, in essence, if you wanted to be the drummer, you wanted to sit in a drum in the drum drummer's spot, you probably they probably could make that happen because there are overhead microphones in a drum set, so they can put that up there. <laughs> These guys are talking about. I think they did that in the concert, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tommy Lee did that thing where he's like flipped upside down, was drumming upside down. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, um, but I mean, that's the argument, right? Oh, I don't hear drums from the ceiling. I don't hear voices coming from the ceiling. Well, you hear more reflections. Of a, it's I think it's more source. of a creative license, though, when they're doing that, because there are some mixes, Atmos mixes. They're they're intentionally doing some things just to have some fun with it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, to utilize totally. those height channels. So I don't think it's necessarily trying to represent. Because if, if so, you're basically going to have main sound stage up front and then some reflections on the back and on your ceiling, like you said. So I think they're just having some fun with it. Yeah. So, I mean, I like this topic because if, let's say you, re you record it, you play it back on a stereo system, you will have some reflections from your speakers hitting your ceiling, right? So whatever playback from the drums is going to hit your ceiling and you're going to hear that, right? So now it doesn't sound like you're in that original space, right? So if your ceiling is nine feet and the original recording was in a space that was 30 feet, well, it's, you know, it's not going to sound the same. Yeah. Let's say they recorded near field, assuming they recorded near field, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that uh, the whole idea of drums not coming from the ceiling is not, not true because you do hear the sound from the ceiling, but it's a reflected sound. That's all. And that's what I think the upmixers actually do. They have an idea how reflections sound and they play back reflections when they're not there. So what else we got? Tim, Tim Todd, serial with effective crosstalk cancellation given a person's HRTF, head-related transfer function, make for a more realistic experience. So crosstalk cancellation given a person's HRTF He's talking about um, let's see. Like what talking about does? Through speakers, I assume he's talking about through speaker playback. Mm -hmm. And when you're listening to speakers, right? Let's say whatever's coming from the right speaker is hitting your right ear, but it's also crossing over a crosstalk, hitting your left ear, and that's an unwanted sound. Sometimes I don't know. That's arguable, also. Um. Because the mixer probably mis uh, mixed on speakers and maybe he accounted for that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but there are systems that cancel out the sound going to the opposite ear. Like the Polk SDA is supposed to do that yeah. you know, with their speakers. And I've seen some, uh, some crazy headphone type of systems. I forgot what they were that actually do that. But yeah. Yeah. Basically, if you do that, if you, uh, if you do crosstalk cancellation... 
then you can what it actually lets you do is you're able to hear binaural if you play a binaural recording you can play it through speakers that's it you know it might not it actually might not make normal stereo sound better right because it might sound like you're wearing headphones you're like oh i don't like that i want to hear it oh out there i don't want to hear it over here something like that i mean I um, talking out of my butt right now i don't know like uh those polka sdas were actually pretty fascinating the experience yeah, it felt like I was in a room and the room had headphones on and I was like the little guy in the brain. That's right? a good like that's like, I was just it was so weird. Um but very cool. And you know, I played there's one of my uh, one of my tracks on my demo list on title or whatever. Had a lot of like uh crazy panning, just left and right panning and it was so like crystal clear. I felt like I was in a room wearing headphones. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty crazy. I think they'd make oh. a killing if they just took the top of the what is it Polk Legend L800. Mm-hmm. Just took the top, you know, forget those two tens or whatever it was. Right. Just the top with the, the SDA tech, and just sell that. You know what I mean? I don't. Mm. You know, make it lower, make it in the reserve series. I'd buy that. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? I see uh, Aaron's in the chat somewhere. Didn't yeah, he? he says, shout at the devil. That's what it is. We're talking about Motley Crue in the chat here. Uh, let's see. He likes sweet shout of mine, though. Where is. Okay. Shout at the devil. Look, look, it's him. He's the devil. Look at him. Yeah, have you guys seen The Dirt? You guys talking about Motley Crue? Oh, hey. The dirt. Thank you for the super yeah. chat. Loved uh, Techno's video on SACD. Would, what would benefit to finding the crossover for speakers compared to the sediment 80? Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, great question. Joe had a, um, you know, Joe does all these, uh, these wacky, wacky remote, wacky remote uh, calibrations. And uh, one of the things is like, uh, look, if you have, uh, if you have a 70 hertz null, from your subwoofer in in your ma- main listening position like that happens quite a bit and you, you know you can lower your mains to 60 hertz and now you can kind of cover that area with your main left and right speakers now um a lot of the times and even somebody was like even somebody commented something silly like oh, i just use i just do what uh odyssey tells me and it's fine and i was like okay sure i've had i think i count i think i've actually had 10 receivers in here across Denon and Marantz. So that's Odyssey XT32, right? It has been around for a long time. Sure. And each of those receivers have put crossovers for my high channels and my surround channels channels in weird ass places. Yeah. Like nothing has ever been consistent. It was yeah, consistently it bad, <laughs> but but it's not. It's, it's some of them are higher, some of them are lower. I'm like these are the same bullshit. These are the same speakers like what's going on? So and then the guy's like, oh well, you know, I just go back and change them. I'm like, okay, great. Well, we now you don't have to. Now you don't have to do this song and dance with the AVR. You can just hear what's happening. Um, but yeah, Later, FOMO. But yeah, take care, FOMO. Hey, buddy. We'll see you next time, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad you like it. You know, that was one of the one of the things when Joe and I were making it. We're like, okay, what else do we need to do? Mm-hmm. What else can we tackle? Um, that you what normally you- can't. 
Um, what are your thoughts on this, Michael? Do you usually uh, let it let the auto calibration just do its thing and just whatever it sets it at, or yeah. do you always set it eighty? What's your method? No, um, and I don't have a. I mean, I can't honestly say I've got a scientific method to do it. I know that when I had the La Scala's, man, it would set them at forty hertz. There's no way on the planet they could play down to forty hertz. They even looking at PKW's kind of white papers on it. I think he said they're they're kind of like effective down to about seventy hertz. So they they didn't belong being down there for right. I don't know why it measured them. Maybe it's because it's in my cabinet. You know, it's behind kind of like in that little alcove screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be impacting that. Um, with the JTRs, I actually just asked the owner. I'm like, you know, what do you typically run these at? And he's like, dude, I run them at sixty hertz all day long. No problem. And so I've set mine to 60 hertz on my LCRs. So, but the rest of them, I pretty much leave those. I mean, because they're usually Odyssey will run those either at like 80 or 70 for the side surrounds and, and then the Atmos sometimes or the height channels are a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen Odyssey um, set my, set my height channels to 120 and then the same height channels on a different receiver to 150. So what I think is funny is when Odyssey does my LCRs and they're different. Like they're the same identical speaker, man. What the heck? Why would one be 80 and one be 60 or whatever? You know, uh, set set your Lascalas to 40, which is lower than. That's ridiculous. Yeah. To me, that's the worst thing it could do, actually. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if you set it too low and then you go and turn it up to, you know, too high. Yeah, then you hear you're like, oh, what's that sound? Yeah, it doesn't sound. Oh good. yeah, that speaker can't handle that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because, you know, my theory is when they're doing these, the level matching, they're doing all this stuff, they're not checking for distortion, right? They're just they're, they're like, oh, I hear bass down to forty, right? Yeah, that's cool. But if you were to turn it up just even a little bit more, it could be game over for that speaker, yes. right? So they're not checking for those th- sorts of things. That's something that you have to check. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of why we've done it too. Is like you know, check, you know, see what each speaker can play down to, and turn it up, turn it up to a loud volume, and see if it's making some bad noises. All right, some and loud noises. Turn it back down. Well, noises. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't keep it up there. Uh, so yeah, it's a good way to to. And I like Michael said that you know you uh, you check with the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And see what they recommend. So then you know that you're not going to overdrive your speakers. Mess things up. Right? Yeah. Which you probably wouldn't anyway because they're so efficient. Yeah. But that's a good way to do it. And But I think what Chana is saying, though, is when you look at the speakers in the room, then you have to factor in how do they interact. And what you're saying is exactly right, Chana. You, let's say if you have a single sub, right, which we don't recommend. We recommend having more than one. But let's just say, let's say you have two, whatever, right? But for whatever reason, you those subs, wherever they're placed, you have 70 hertz dip, right? Everything else is perfect, but then at 70 hertz, whatever, you get a cancellation at your main listening position. But let's say your, your main speakers are in a different place and they can play 70 hertz fine, right? Let's say your, your floor standing speakers can actually play down to 40 hertz, all right? So if you chose you know, a higher frequency, let's say if you chose 80, that null, so it's going to be the subs are going to take over below 80, and it's not perfect, right? It's not like 
they don't meet like this, right? They kind of cross over like that. But if uh, if the subs are handling that, or they're the ones that are mainly handling that, well, they have a dip. They can't. There's no sound there. Whereas if if you were to cross over lower, let's say it's sixty, then your main speakers that don't have that null at seventy, then you know they would handle that region, and now you'd have a smooth response, right? There's no 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 place where you have a null, and that's why you may want to go and check, right? Just try different ones, and the tough thing is what tones would you use, right? Yeah, a sweep is what? Okay, well. That's too fast, right? Pink noise is all the sound at once. So it's kind of hard to tell. Oh, is it missing a frequency here? I don't know. But with ours, it just goes through the octaves, right? And then it goes up. And so because there's steps and because there's a visual that goes along with it, you can kind of get get an idea where your nulls and peaks are and mm -hmm. try to make sure that you don't have any after you're all done. So that's all. Yeah. Woo! Um... Uh, tornadoes? tornadoes? I saw the I LA tornadoes. tornadoes. I think some people you are see videos of that. Okay. When I used to live in Alabama, oh. they get they get um, quite a few tornadoes throughout the year. Their tornadoes are kind of like our hurricanes down here. Is that is that is that because our you know our devil lives in uh, Alabama? <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Aaron I wish you were here man hey did you see did you see uh there was a tornado here in California yeah that's what I was talking about what some, I saw some people in San Francisco taking video they were in their like sky rides and there was a couch just floating around and it landed <laughs> and then wow. he went he went and found the couch <laughs> Like in the video, like here's the couch, dude. That thing could have killed somebody. Holy yeah. crap! Like, yeah, tornado's pretty. The good thing about hurricanes down here is we have literally days and like a week to prepare and plan. You know it's coming. You don't know exactly where it's going to land. But with tornadoes, man, they they hit quick and they move quick, and you don't have time to get out of their way. And they do massive, massive destruction. So I'm glad you're safe, bro. Aaron said one touchdown nearby a couple weeks ago. So yeah. we were on high alert Friday. Oh man. Yeah. And they say they sound like a freight train coming. So if you hear a train, it's like you better get some shelter quick. Right. <laughs> so I did I did go into one guy's house doing a home theater tour not too long ago. And that was the one of the first thing he shows me in his house. He opens up this little door. And it's a fully enclosed room, cement walls, or maybe I don't know if it's steel or whatever, but just fully enclosed. But it looked like John Wick. I mean, there's like wall to wall of all kinds of crazy guns. And it was his gun collection, but it was also a storm shelter as well. So, and if the zombie apocalypse ever happened, dude, he is set like straight up set. What else we got here? We got some we yeah. got some starred comments. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch. Oh, um, one, one thing real quick. I, some people have been asking. And, um, you know, I get a couple of these emails. And they say something like something odd. Because, you know, until now, until we put out this disc, we haven't had a, a way to check to make sure your AVR is working properly. And, you know, someone was like saying, you're like, hey, something's wrong with your disc. Like they play the call out for their, let's say it's a 714. They play the call out and the height channels are coming out of the surround channels. 
Like when I say like mm-hmm. front hide left, it's coming out of the surrounds or something like that. What would you think that is, Michael? I think First he hooked guess. it up wrong. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> I think you put your banana cables in the wrong hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for the uh, for the most part, um, well, you know what? I would ask. I'm like, okay, what is what is your system? What is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a Marantz. I'm like, okay, well, I tested this on two Marantz, two mm-hmm. Denon, a Yamaha, a Pioneer, and the Arcam. I'm like, you know, in my head, I'm like, no, no, these 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 things work properly, you know. Double check to make sure your Blu-ray player is outputting in Bitstream. Like these are all like mm-hmm. basic things that could just be missed, right? Because of something or another, or maybe something ran an update while you were sleeping, right? Blu-ray player got an update, and then what? And it's changed the. And they're all different. It doesn't just say audio Bitstream. Like Sony has like BD Mix or something not you know something like that. Um, something different. It doesn't say Bitstream, but. Uh, but it's funny. It's funny. Somebody else said, hey, the LFE, the subwoofer doesn't play when I do the call out. But when I play the pink noise through the subwoofer, it works. I'm like, oh, you have your subwoofer set to auto. So when it does the call out, it just says LFE and then it starts putting a signal in there. Once that's done, then your subwoofer is actually on. So, you know, when you're doing these kinds of tests, make sure you set the power to on. Make sure, like Michael said, your wires aren't aren't goofed and everything would work because there's no reason it works for me. It works for Joe. It works for 600 other people. And then, but it doesn't work for yours. It's not, it doesn't work like that. It's all through the Dolby Atmos render. If it's there. It's Atmos. It's, you it's see there. it. There. And the discs are replicated, you know, they're exact copies. Like there's no, like, Oh, I had a little scratch. So it doesn't play out of the right speaker. Like that. It, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't like- it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's a glass glass metal. You know what? I was thinking about this the other day. Joe, did you realize, dude? Look, we put out a Blu-ray disc, a glass mastered Blu-ray disc with Atmos, just like a movie studio. <laughs> that's that's so cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what it feels like. Pretty that's cool. What it feels like to be the man in charge. That's pretty cool. <laughs> man in charge, Mister Man in Charge. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. You deserve it. It's all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You des- anyway. You know, sleepless nights. You deserve a little. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, um, what other questions we have here? Oh, sorry. You were you done with that thought? Or uh, yeah, no, I was done with that one. Saw? Somebody asked about um, should I talk about the <laughs> Morant's Denon update? I uh, made a video about it. If you guys updated the big dude, I don't know if you're on the so the Denon AVR owners group on Facebook. Man, it was super active. Everybody's like, Did you get the update? Did you get the update? Did you get the update? And I always say. Don't ever be the first to update and turn off auto updates because it could break something and something is big. Thank you, Angela. Big hand. Give a round of applause for Angela, too. She made all oh, yeah. the graphics, all the graphics on the disc, on the cover. Well, I mean, Joe started off with this thing. Should, should I tell him, Joe? Joe's what, like, what? hey, I had AI make some. Uh... Oh, yeah. He <laughs> yeah. <told us> that. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you, honestly, it was just like I was just messing around, just throwing out stuff into there. And uh, I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And they just saved it, right? And a lot of the stuff, tell, you know, this is the truth, right? Normally, you start a new company and you're like, oh, what should the logo be? What should the name? Like, seriously, didn't we just pop those things out? Like, just name it this. Get the Instagram. Is the domain boom, available? Boom, boom, okay, boom, oh, boom, we boom, need boom. this. Got it done. Here's, here's a photo. Just use that. That's fine. 
I just made this quick thing. There you go. You can use that. Like we really didn't spend that much time on those things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, until it was like a logo. Time to like, like, yeah, we'll just anyway. Until it was time to set it up, Angela was like, okay, I'm going to change some fonts here. Yeah, she did. I'm, like I'm, I'm going to jazz it up a little bit. So Angela did the did the final for the front, the back, the disc. I'm not going to show the insert because it has a bunch of links to like private videos. Um, kidding, kidding, only kidding. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a lot of it's, a, it's very cool. It's very cool. Feel very accomplished. Um, as you should, Azure. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So yeah. So 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 the Denon update, Denon Moransky update. Everybody's talking about it because it adds Dirac Live. And just and if you know anything about any kind of large format rollout, mm. it's gonna be some problems. It's yeah. gonna be some problems. So big problem, which won't affect everyone. It'll only affect uh, the people that use it. So here we have these smart select buttons down on the bottom of the Marantz remote right there. Hold up. And um, hold on. Go ahead. Oh, Let me see. Smart select. Okay, the one, two, three, four. One, two, All three, right. four. Yeah. Uh, they call them quick select on the Denons, smart select on this one. Uh, base oh, I just dropped it. <gasps> Did you hear that? Seven thousand dollars. I mean, um, basically, if I if let, let's say my my favorite thing device to watch is on a Zipedi. Okay, I'm on the Zipedi. I have the Zipedi as a source. We're on Dolby Atmos, and I'm like, okay, you know what? How can I switch back and forth between Atmos and Aura 3D with the touch of a button? So I'll save that. What I have currently have as quick select one, then I'll change audio settings, whatever, preset two, this, that, and the other as quick select two. So you can just A, B, like, okay, here's Atmos, boom, here's uh, Oro 3D, or whatever the situation is. You go from Blu-ray to Xbox or whatever you want to do. When you, when you do the update, no matter if you have a saved quick select or you make a brand new quick select after the update, Using Quick Select will wipe out all your settings, all your um, level settings, your distance settings, crossover probably as well. All the settings get wiped. So if you have, if so, if you're going to do the update, don't use the Quick Select buttons anymore until they fix it. Um, um, yeah, or just don't update unless you really, really, really like. I updated, but I didn't want to update for Dirac. I just I updated to see what was happening and then. People were like, hey, can you check out and make sure this is broken or this is working? And so I, I ended up updating the AV10 like fully like on camera. I was just like, oh, looks like it it's messed up. Now, somebody from Marantz or somebody from one of the Marantz groups uh, showed me his ticket or whatever Marantz told him. And they Marantz just said, you know, don't use these buttons until we figured out how, how mm -hmm. to fix them. Um, so, yes, RGA, first world problems. Yeah. So, so the update was designed by Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of relates to this. Uh, no, nothing is asking. Months almost over, Joe. Waiting patiently on the app. Yeah, me too. You know, constantly working on that. And it's just uh, Angela responded here. Uh, beta signups for the app are coming soon. Stay tuned. And it's just like this uh, firmware update. You know, everything's working perfectly. And I'm like, you know what? Can we just make this one little change and just make it easier for? users to you know to use and you think it has nothing to do with anything and it's like um well i can't do this other whole like this real important thing like oh shoot because they're all you know 
interrelated. You, mess, yeah. you, you change one thing over here, it changes something over there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's rough, man. I, I, I used to, to I used to work QA at a video game publisher, right? So I used to test video games. Mm-hmm. And um, my first game that I was, I was on some really cool games, like the Scarface game, Time Shift, Fear, all these first-person shooters. But you had to work your way up, right? So the, per, the first, my first project, they put me on a Barbie game, right? And in this Barbie game, and in this Barbie game, it's called the, it was called the Princess and the Popper. And you go around and you do these little things and you like make stuff and you know on the like, horse. No, 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 you just walk around. But here is the funny part: if you were to end level six at the blacksmith, right, and then in level seven go back to the blacksmith, click on the hammer, it crashes the game. Like who who would have thought? Like I just did that by accident. I'm like oh wait, I need to go talk to this guy again. And you start the next level and you go in and click on the hammer and it crashes the game. Hmm. And it was just like, oh, like what? <laughs> then we found out the 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 room in which you end a level. Um, if you go back in, it wasn't just the blacksmith. It was everybody. It was every house. It was this thing that they didn't think about that was just crashing the game. And just right. my dumb ass just happened to like go back <laughs> to hang out with the blacksmith and talk to him. And then, and then crashes the game. So it's just, it's just one of those things, dude. It's, it's some period or a space character, whatever these characters are, maybe one less, but backslash or forward slash. I don't know. Hey, um, thank you so much. Power guy, Mark. We appreciate uh, it. I, he, I did get an alert and somebody did just buy some. So he says, uh, Earlier, he said, finally drank the Oro 3D Kool-Aid and installed front and rear height speakers instead of ceiling mounted to Atmos specs. And I just asked him how he like it, and he says he likes it. I like it. So, I like it. That is good. What else? Um, how about this one? You Are you going to review this thing or what? They got to finish. It they got to send it. It's not yeah. ready yet. Oh, it's not ready. They said oh, they were... You know what? When the Jaguars, though, mm-hmm. you can do the spatial toolkit. <laughs> I'm not hating on it. Not hating on it. Hating on what? The, oh, the, the isn't that the one they said? Oh, I was oh, oh, the, the, oh, right. You were a hater. The dragon, supposedly. You're I was hating on like, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The Nakamichi dragon. Yeah. Um, is it going to be worth $3,500? Well, I mean, if you can find an AVR that processes 15 channels for under $3,500. And speakers, and then speakers, yeah, and um, and of course it's it's, it's super easy to set up. I, it's huge. Okay, you got to make sure you have a TV stand that can support. It's pretty like it's pretty it's pretty big, uh, and then even like deep, and and you probably you need you need some clearance. It's like four inches tall. Mm-hmm. You need some clearance. So, I you know I could totally see somebody. That wants a, you know what this would be really good for anybody that wants to do like a, um, a man cave game room type thing with like a hundred inch ultra short throw. You slap this thing in front of the or in front of the short throw, boom, you're done. You got wireless surrounds, you know, and uh, it'd be pretty simplistic in the fact that you know you have the you could either just use the you know arc from the you know, the audio from the, uh, what do you call it? The projector mm-hmm. in or, or not, you know, whatever. But, yeah. um, 3,500. I mean, it's a lot it of money. It sounds like from what you guys experienced, 
it's not like it's a outrageous deal, right? It's not like it's so out of the question. Why would you even do that? Yeah. I could see somebody who actually has a system who spent a lot on their home theater, tens and thousands or, you know, hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousands. You're going to say 3,500 bucks. I just need it for my extra room. Right. Like I, that's cool. That's the gym. That's the workout. That's yeah. the gym. Yeah. That's yeah. Some, yeah. some people are like, I'm brushing like, my like, teeth. People have that's money like that. I don't, I don't hey, have dude, it like there's... that. So I would be very like, you know what? I can run the wire. I'll, I'll run the wire. It's fine. Figure that out. Um, I've seen a bathroom with about a $20,000 system in it. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, what's always curious about these things is even if it's easy to set up, what I've found lately is it's hard to find a place for the for the rear surrounds or even side surrounds. Like, where do you put them? <clears throat> you know? Because that's what kind of makes it weird. Like, if you have stands, speakers... My case, kids, I don't really trust that situation. Right. You know, except if you have blue tack, blue tack will solve everything. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> kids uh, got bad grades, slap him with some blue tack. It <laughs> 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 solves all your problems. <laughs> everything. Um, I mean, what do you guys do? Do you, so Michael, you have a TV now in your living room, right? Yeah. Would you have a place for surround speakers or no? I'm, I'm gonna make some videos, I'm gonna bring them out. I've got stands, I'm gonna put bookshelves in there, but then you got to worry about okay, where do you like we have hardwood floors, so we have a couch, we have a rug, so it has to kind of go under that. So it's definitely not ideal when you have something like that. If you don't have you know edges around the room to kind of hide and tuck your uh cables in between the baseboard and the carpet, that sure, makes it yeah. hard. So you're gonna, you're gonna, you are gonna put surround speakers now. Yeah, just I mean, literally for oh, the video. Creeping, in, yeah, creeping no, no. into the living room now. Uh, Speakers are yeah. creeping in. Nah, it's literally just for the video. <laughs> she's, to, she's not to okay, for that one. This is you know, this is what you could do in a living room. Oh, okay, so it's not permanent. Nah, nah, it'll pretty much still just be a two-channel setup in mine. Okay. Like we were watching, oh, yeah. um, man, what movie were we watching the other night? Jessica and I, and it was oh, we watched Jumanji. I've never seen Jumanji. Oh, so she, which she was one? wanting to watch that, and uh, just the original. Like the first oh, the original one. with uh, Robin Williams. Oh, maybe that's not original. <laughs> oh, if it has the rock, then it's still the yeah. reviews. Okay. It's okay. The but it's, it was like Jumanji one. I think they had a Jumanji two, right? Yeah. 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 The okay. Mon- yeah. So uh, that's the what one, I meant by that. The first one with the rock. So the first one's called Jumanji. Okay. Right, with Robin Williams. Okay. Long ago, 80s, okay. 90s, whatever. Right. Uh, and then it was Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. That's the first one with the rock. And then Jumanji, right. the next level. Okay. Is the second one. Yeah, I knew there was a second version, but I'd forgotten about the Robin Williams one. But yeah, I didn't see that one either. But but we were watching it, and you know, it's like boom, boom. My RF seven threes, man, they were just kicking. Yeah, they were, they were <laughs> yeah, tens, they were. Man. Yeah, like, they were. Boom. I mean, it's not like subwoofer kind of slam, but I'm like, this is this is good enough for me, man. I don't yeah. I don't need massive subs because I can go get that in the theater room. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. yeah. Um. This is a good question. What, what's your favorite movie scene that gives you goosebumps? I don't know what what gives you goosebumps. Goosebumps. How about or... this? Let me let me kind of ask this on top of that. If you have one, an answer for this, I don't. But uh, what's a what's a movie that makes you tear up? Don't be all like you know super manly over there and pretend the like only that's one I remember movie. ever crying was E.T. But I was a kid. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. I cried. Yeah, when E.T., he was dying. Huh? Oh dude, when he was dying, I was crying. 
Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I think as like, a kid, it was like that. Was there a movie called Land Before Time with like dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah. Is that a real movie? <laughs> so, yeah. And then like, didn't the like the mom get killed? You know, something happened to the mom. And like, I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. Coco makes Anthony cry. Coco. How about this? What's a what's a movie that you don't expect? This is I already know mine. What's a movie that you didn't expect that make you tear up, but it did? Nothing. Child's I'm trying like, to think. I don't there know. Definitely, there definitely. There's like, definitely. I only cry movies. when I yawn. Look at him. There's definitely been some the only movies. Time that you see tears. I get choked up. Yawn or cut onions. I'm trying to think. Hmm. He's just cutting the onion wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, um for me, for me, I'll, let me just say. Have you guys watched a old movie with uh, Adam Sandler? Click. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that. one. No. That Bro. one definitely. Bro. That one definitely. What the yeah. heck? Like yeah. when I watch it, like you know, you're you're thinking Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. funny, nothing. You know, it's just yeah. gonna be jokes, right? You're just yeah. Yeah. expecting jokes, and then you know the scene where the dad's like, "I already knew that stupid joke" or whatever, and he turns around. I was like, "Oh, what the heck?" Ah, dang. Something got in my eye. It was, it was, it was, it was actually very. Oh, and dude, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> or no, 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 not Kate Blanchett. My bad. Kate oh. Beckinsale. Huge difference. Kate Beckinsale is your wife. Holy crap. That would have been awesome. Click gets super serious, but <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, up, yeah, 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 up. up, yeah, up, uh, up, yeah, dude. And there's, it wasn't even talking. Yeah. Goodwill Hunting. Iron Giant. Rocky Three. What did they say in Rocky Three? I remember. Uh, yeah. What are you guys saying in here? Dang. John Wick Two. When the Mustang gets all wrecked, add <laughs> <Mad> tear up. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, glory. Oh, okay. Fury 7, okay. John Q, Goodwill Hunting. Okay, we already got those. Um, the Land Before Time is great. Okay. Iron Giant. Fast four. Uh, end scene when they're going to free Dom, but the movie ends. <laughs> oh, or you know what? What happened there? I don't know. Oh, damn it. Oh, I forgot to plug in my camera. Plug it in, man. Plug it Kong. in, plug it in. Bicentennial, man. I'm saying I haven't watched that one. Um, Isn't that the one where Robin Williams is like a robot or something? Something like that, right? Nah, this one's the best, though. This is a funny comment. That's here. <laughs> that would be funny if he really was like, like what's wrong? What's, what's going on over there? The Mustang. Um, What else? <laughs> Super bad one. Um, all right. Yeah, Paul says he cried at the car crash too. All right, what else is here? Oh, uh, we got we got a bunch of like starred comments here. Yeah, let's go. Um Arturo asks, I have a question to Chana or whatever ha- happened to Harmon Carden brand today. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, you know, I I was a big Harmon Carden fan for a long time. In fact, I literally just unplugged my Harmon Carden HK thirty four ninety. It's a two channel, one hundred forty watt um, stereo receiver for my living room setup. Now that I've got the SVS um, Soundbase Pro, 
So I unhooked that a long time ago. I'm like, oh, let me check out their surround sound processor. And so I bought, a, I think it was a 3600 was the model number. And it was a good little receiver, but they had their own special kind of, uh, I don't even remember what Harman Kardon used to use, but I think it was something different. Um, and it was okay, but it wasn't probably my favorite. Uh, I think they were much better for two channel than they were for home theater. But yeah, they're definitely not in the scene. They don't, I don't even know if they make. They're, they're more in the like background now because Carmen, yeah. this is Carmen, Harmon owns JBL, JBL Synthesis. Uh, they do a lot of stuff. I'm gonna see. I'm checking out their website just to see if they are still making. Mark what happens Levinson? if you're uh, dyslexic and you you get Harmon Carden mixed up? Carden Harmon. I used to do that a lot. Harmon. Carmen Harden. Yeah. Exactly. Carmen Harden. Jed, Jed, yes, you could you could reload your saved configuration from uh, some people that. Backed up their Den and Amarantz, uh, this one stuff on USB. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's referring to the the presets or the quick settings that get messed the, up. Yeah, the quick change, quick yeah, whatever settings. And uh, oddly enough, I was just like, okay, you know what? Let's let's just go back to factory. So I reset to defaults, and yeah, they're still still broken. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So there's so no you're talking about to... like load it with a USB, like like how some people said they 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 offloaded their settings to a USB and then they just load them back up again. I just took pictures. I was just like, oh, because it took me like, because I did a manual calibration on this AV10. And I wasn't about to like delete that. So <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. This guy, these guys are too silly in the chat right now. Oh, yeah. Like the stuff they're just going on about the, the what makes you cry. And Matt's like, I shed many tears during Borat. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Super bad. <laughs> Oh, 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 is he tears of joy, tears of laughter? Is that what? <laughs> oh, maybe tears of laughter? Yeah, uh, yeah, FUD Rocker. Hey, I miss FUD Rockers anyway. Um, what else? What other, whatever, what other comments we got here? Uh, okay, so we got to that one. Uh, we didn't even answer the movie scene goosebumps, but yeah, I'll go with uh, Paul's answer. He said, uh, showgirls. All right. No. Uh, let's see. What other questions? Did we answer this one? Or is this a question? No, that's just a comment. Setting up my home theater 16 by 19 for LCR. I'm running Monolith Encore P6. Good choice. C6, center, and B6. So that's what I'm using. Surrounds in a 5.2.4 setup. I'm looking for four height speakers to pair with the monoliths. Four height speakers. Uh, I mean, I'm still I'm using the monolith thx compact satellites satellites yeah yeah they match well tonally they don't get very loud so make sure well yours is 16 by now it's a pretty big space 16 by 19 i would maybe uh maybe look at something else from the monolith line i don't know maybe get some if you're using some decent eq you could get away with doing those audition series but they need eq you know so depending on what kind of eq system you have there I would say you're safe with going anything with the mono, the monolith line. Tonally, they're all pretty decent, especially for the heights. It's not that crucial that they're exactly the same, you know. So anyway, mm -hmm. uh, here's another one. Hey guys, what is the best option for movies using AVR straight 
or surround decoder. So you mean like direct? Straight. Maybe. Or stereo? Oh, you know what? Isn't that on the Yamaha? I think there's a button on the front that says straight. I'm almost huh. positive. Paul, let us know. Yamaha, do you have a straight button on the front? An option? <laughs> I think it's kind of like the... No, I'm serious. I think it's kind of like... Um, <laughs> That's trying to take into question. <laughs> no, seriously. I think it's more like... Um, like pure direct or whatever. Right, 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 right. A straight signal. It's not being processed or something like that. I'm pretty sure they have that. <laughs> yes, of course, John went there. <laughs> I yeah, mean, straight and pure direct are similar. Appreciate it, Jed. Sound not crazy. Thank you, Jed. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping us straight, man. <laughs> the the gave <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, mercy. oh yeah, yeah. Had to go there. I mean, that's probably why Paul likes it so much. Okay, straight is kidding, no kidding. mix, pure direct ties. Everything oh turns everything off, including EQ. Okay. <laughs> the happy AVR. Mercy. All right. What else but, we got uh, here? For, uh, most, most, and for the, for the most part, I would, uh, if it's an Atmos movie, I'd let it decode in whatever the the thing is. You know. Hey, did you guys? Uh, have you guys? Uh, I know Mike. Uh, you wouldn't notice, but Joe, if you put on a DTS X track and hit info on the Denon that you have there, that it will activate your front height and voice of God channel. Hmm. Yeah. I saw like, today. So exact example, like if I example, to, like, okay, I was, or something. I was playing 300, okay, okay. Uh, on a Blu-ray player today upstairs, and I have the Voice of God channel, and when I press info, it has like the in incoming signal and then the active speakers on the right, right on a Denon, Marantz, whatever, right on the left side of the screen, it's like incoming signal on the right, it has all those little squares, right. This front left center da 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 da. So there's always one that's not active, and that's a TS tops around, right? So um, I turned on one of the Harry Potters, Prisoner of Azkaban, right? Or Azkaban, whatever you want. Um, I turned that on, and I looked at the info, and the tops around is active. I was just like, huh, okay, that's kind of odd. Went into Bad Boys for Life because that's IMAX enhanced. It did the same thing. It activates the tops around, and I uses it somehow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I, Paul, so that's something I can check, right? Yeah, that's something try those check. out and see. Yeah, see if uh, if DTS X and or um, IMX Enhanced is utilizing or having those speakers set as active, the tops around your voice of God or the and the um, center height. I don't have center height, so I wouldn't know. And it shouldn't because. Well, I mean, I, well, those are Oro 3D specific speakers and not, you know, speakers within the 7.1.4 mm. or whatever situation. I guess I don't know what the format is for DTS. Yeah. That's one. Like, I don't even know what the height layout is for that. Do you? DTS? I mean, yeah. it's it was locked at 7.1.4, so I don't know why is it utilizing these speakers or these speakers active for some reason. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. It, mm -hmm. Okay, I'll check it out. So that was on which AVR of yours? The newest one, thirty eight hundred. Okay, or it could just be a thirty eight hundred thing. It could, it could be. I don't know. 
I'll check um, it I out. have a 6700 here. I'd have to take it upstairs to see what's up. But um, okay. Yeah. All right. I have some stuff I could test with it. Yeah. Bodie McBilly P says, Mammoth Lakes, I just watched a mini documentary about a dangerous volcano. And yeah, it's, there are so many fault lines here. It's pretty crazy. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there is something that actually made the news. There was an explosion in town. Um, we have a lot of propane tanks and some of these big propane tanks are for the entire complex. And one of those exploded last week, was it? Something like that. So pretty wild is because there's too much snow and they weren't um, digging the snow out around the propane tank like they should have been hmm. wow. DTS has an oral layout says uh C big does it on the new ones I mean he's he's rocking the AV10 so mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know what the layout is now you know now it's all confusing because whatever it was before <laughs> now like oral can you I don't know like they all work just whatever you have it'll work Right? Isn't that kind of how it is now? Whatever you have up there, it doesn't matter. It'll work. That's fine. You only have you only have two speakers. That's fine. That's good enough for Oro 3D. I'm just kidding. I don't know if it's like that, but kind of close, right? Like you don't even have to have rears and stuff. Jonna, do you know on the AV10 if it's like that? Have you? I mean, I have all the speakers here, so okay. I don't know. Oh yeah, you you have all of them. Uh, uh, do you guys boost your rears in a 7.1 setup for a few dB after calibration to account for not being able to naturally hear sounds as well from behind you? Atmos as well for the same reason. Mm -mm. No, I do not. No, because what if what if they account for that, right? What if the guy who's mixing it says, well, I know that sounds behind you can't hear very well, so I'm going to turn those up. So if you turn it up, now you're turning it up even more. What else? What else? What else? What else? Anything else? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know? Well, while you guys are figuring that out, make sure to listen to the audio-only version of the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash daily hi-fi. You can listen on all the different podcasting services. And if you want to leave some super chats, we appreciate that. You know, maybe get some Fuddruckers. Maybe get some more of these. Oh, Mike, mm -hmm. you're getting a Zipidi? Reference. I just got to unbox it and get it set up. That's nice. My, um, I just got my NAS set up, finally. That thing is cool. So this one will be just is set up. Working? With a, you got your UPS. U, U, uh, what is it? UPS? Is that right? No. UPS has not delivered the APC. Oh, APC. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. APC it is the brand, brand of UPS. UPS. <laughs> we did this. I did this with Paul the other the, earlier today. I talked to Paul to like confirm a couple of things. But yeah, it's a stupid abbreviations: JBL, SVS, RCF, QSC, USP, KLH, BVD, BBD, BBD, East Coast Family. family. <laughs> Never skip the beat. Moving on South Street, just like. Okay. Um, what else? What else? What else? So, so Mike, so my, my video is about once you're, you know, you have as a PD and you have like one drive, what happens when, what do you, what do you do when you need more space? Max that out. Yeah. yeah once you max that out, what are you going to do? What are you you just do? map, so that's, you just add that to the map, right? 
to the or can you only map to mass? one? Like I know when I when I reviewed the um oh goodness, not Zapiti, but the Zadu. Mm -hmm. So you can go in there and you say, Okay, I'm gonna map to this address, which is basically a hard drive. Right, right. In in this folder. Okay, add that library or add it to the library. Add those movies. Wouldn't yeah. wouldn't you just add the other like well, it depends. Did you have a Map two drive? Is, you, is yours the reference a two drive? It is, right? Um, Dual I haven't, drive. Literally, I haven't even unboxed it yet. Okay, so if it has two drives and you have your drives are full, mm -hmm. you need to go somewhere else, right? So you could you could attach more mm -hmm. hard drives, externals to it, but that kind of gets cluttered and ugly yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, that's so, what yeah. I'll be hooking up. I've got just a, an external hard drive external that I'll be using okay. with it. Mm -hmm. How do you ask questions for you guys? Um, they just do it in people, the chat. People have been asking all night. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah look at that. So ask away, Todd. Yeah, ask no what you want to ask. Um, yeah, I don't think Michael doesn't have the HTP one. He's rocking no, some no. monolith apps. Though, that was right? just for review. I had that for probably, I don't know, maybe a month or two. And I just did the review and sent it back. So I've been rocking the um, AV7706 for probably three years. So for Marantz. So, uh, Michael, I saw you have a new video where you're saying uh, subwoofer. What was it? You just had, I saw like thumbs down on the. Oh, the, the, the sub crawl. Mm -hmm, crawl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically the. I, so I have, not I have the, some questions though. First one yeah. is. Did you set up your camera and you just like went on your knees and you're like, yeah, and it was like over there and you're like, yeah. and then what did you do? You set the countdown or what? No, I, I just filmed, film. Like, yeah, I just film and grab a still shot. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier for me to do that because that way I, I can, I can do different facial stuff, right? expressions and you know, whatever. And, and then I just go through and scrub through the video and go, okay, I'll take that one. Cause okay. it's a 4k uh -huh. still image. That's funny. So, yeah, I, that's this too much insider insider stuff. I want to know, you know, like because you you know it has to be far, and then you got to go yeah. over here, and he's like, yeah. this am I in frame? Yeah, how's my face look? Is my butt too high? Do I need to get it in in here so I can get some of that bootyliciousness? Or yeah, for what so, the AVR? I'll, I'll, I'll for the AVR? What you guys over here talking earlier, man? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. You know? Yeah. So really, it's just it. challenging the. All right, so in all these forums, even on major websites, they all suggest like, all right, let's just throw them out there. Even the SVS, they are like, yeah, do the sub crawl, and I'm like, I, I just feel there's a better way. And what I mm. challenged is, I just said, okay, here's five reasons. Uh, I don't think the subwoofer. I think it's flawed. I think these are some issues with it. Not that it can't be used. I get it. I mean, you got a two hundred dollar subwoofer you're not going to buy a calibrated microphone. You're not going to buy a mini DSP and things like that. So I get that, but it almost, I get the impression from a lot of people like this is the end all be all. Like you're just supposed to do the sub crawl. And I'm thinking, so nah. you didn't put the JTRs on, in your, on your seat. That was, I talked about that. Uh, I talked not? about that. I did. <laughs> it would probably break yeah. your seat. No. Yeah. I yeah. probably wouldn't well, be good for the leather or something. That's yeah. not a good idea. Like, yeah. So it's, you know, there's, there's definitely some issues, you know, I talk about how, you know, when you have, I had PB 16s, they wouldn't fit in that chair. 
I'd have to put it across the armrest. Now you're going to scratch either the piano black finish on the PB16s or you're going to bust up your cup holders and your controls, things like that. So it's not ideal there. The yeah, biggest see, thing is serious subs are heavy. Yeah. Well, like, 107. Well, the PB16s are 175. Yeah, they're heavy. My Captivator RS2s yeah. are 220 pounds. You know, so they're oh, you not, can bench that. So yeah, well, that ain't. I ain't. We talking about benching. I can handle that. Uh, so okay, so I, I'm not trying to give away yeah. the whole no, thing. I don't. I don't care. Video. No, it doesn't matter. It's just that uh, I kind of caught on Facebook where some guys like, oh, this is misleading. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He yeah. didn't like, uh, yeah, he didn't like well, the, the reaction. I've never done a subwoofer crawl, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. never done it. Like, well, I just I've done a bar. I don't, I don't want to be that the same. <laughs> you know I mean? So, think about this. Here was another reason that I mentioned that it's flawed is that, yes, you're crawling around, you're trying to hear what we're taught and what we're told. You listen for the smoothest and most natural sounding bass. Number one, what, what are you referencing that with? You the spatial I mean? audio toolkit is you can buy it at spatial CD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. when, so yeah, when you're, when so you're, you're doing saying, that, you don't have you listening any, for you don't have any reference. And then my biggest thing is you can't tell if you've got a null in these frequencies. You might have good bass response over there, but maybe that's 50 hertz. And that you know, music is pounding. You're like, oh yeah, that's the best place to put my sub. But you got this big nasty dip from 30 hertz and 40 hertz. That's not a, a, a great place to put your subwoofer if there's a better location. And what if you find two locations that kind of sound good? And my whole point was, unless you're taking measurements, you're really just guessing where the best place in your room is to put it. Mm. So, And that, that's all I was trying to say is, is I think there are some flaws with mm. the subwoofer crawl. Yeah, and I think there's a better way, and that would be to take measurements. So you know, that's what's interesting though is uh, I haven't seen like specific instructions. This is how you do the subwoofer crawl. Most right? most people tell you that, but like yeah. like what you're saying is what content are you supposed to play? Right, right, yeah. They don't. What I've heard is like play on play a track that has some bass, track that has some bass. Yeah, exactly. Anna, is all bass the same? No, like this all no, base hit exactly from you know hits 250 hertz down to 20. Yeah. And that's yeah, was so funny. That Joe was like, Joe was like, hey, let's make a tone. Let's make a tone that's full range. I was like, okay, here, let's do. <laughs> I said to him, what he's like, dude, <laughs> that shook the whole place. What was that? An 808? He's like, that sounds like some hip hop. So it's like, yeah, no, not all bass is the same. Definitely. So not, just, right? just like, and if you know, if all three of us were tasked to find a track with some good bass. We'd all pick the, a different track. Like there's no, if the instructions are pick a song, any song mm -hmm. that has a good bass, like I, I'd be like, okay, well this is going nowhere fast. Yeah. You know, Hey Adam, yeah, take care, I, buddy. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like it's see you later. See you later. Thank you. Um, yeah, I agree though. Uh, you know, if you're playing any track, the bass is going to be at different sections, maybe centered around 40 on this one track, centered at 60 on this other one. Uh -huh. So that's not a reference, right? You can't just use any of those. And maybe you have something with a little bit more. Maybe it covers from 20 to 40, right? Um, but you'd really have to, like, listen to... I'm trying to think what, what sound would be the best. So Pink Noise would play all of them equally, but... 
most people don't know what pink noise is supposed to sound like, you know, in those lower frequencies. Like you can take out, you know, you can take out 30 hertz, you know, the whole section. And I don't think anybody can say, oh, yeah, something's going to sound weird, but you're not going to know it's 30 hertz. Maybe some people, right? I mean, I've, I've seen mastering engineers like start rolling things off at 30 hertz and rolling things off at 17K. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it though. That's that's kind of a weird thing. Our, you know, to plug our toolkit though, the reason it's useful is because there's a visual that goes along mm -hmm. with it, right? We're gonna play these tones, and then you see it on the screen, and they're not so close together where it's a sweep, mm -hmm. right? You, can hear so you don't individual. care if it's thirty-two point five, right? Yeah. Uh, you just need to know if it's like this region, this region, right? Yeah. So we break it down pretty quickly. And the fact that there's a visual and it goes down and then goes back up, it kind of makes it easy for somebody who's doing it by themselves to kind of go around. Yeah. And the best is playing the LFE track if you got some subwoofer. Yeah. And be careful. Yeah. I did, did you see my video? I had uh, I could hear my shower doors rattling in the bathroom three rooms away mm -hmm. when I was playing that. But of course, do not recommend loud volumes on the LFE track. Yeah. We are not responsible for any damage. To your home or your subwoofers mm. or you're hearing although you know what my dog really did not like that one blanche no. just came running over to me like oh no what is this anyway m wave will be rocking m wave what's happening here oh here billy p says people like svs say if you can't do measurements uh you can do the sub crawl they say pick a bass heavy song or scene that you're familiar with and do the crawl Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same same thing though, because you don't know which region the bass is at. Mm -hmm. If I said pick your favorite song, and then tell me where the bass is centered on that song, I have no idea where the bass is on that. You know, on this track, I'd have to yeah, use a measurement just, it's tool. Great. To yeah, out. it's it's hard to tell. Like you and you can use the spectrum analyzer. Mm -hmm. Okay, bass kicks happening around the seventy area. You know, mm -hmm. but it's still an area. It's not like something exact. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's still it's tough, and I just wonder like, yeah. what does the accurate bass sound like? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that that's like some of the instructions were given: listen for most accurate bass and smoothest bass response. It's like I just yeah, don't know that we need a mic for that though. Yeah, and that that was really just the premise of the video. Not to say that it's garbage and you can't use it. I just think there's a way better way. Is it? For so sure. you think it's a bad idea though? It's a. It's a bad idea if you have the means to do, if you have a hundred and whatever it is, $110 for a mini DSP or I think $80 for a, uh, a Dayton audio microphone. Mm -hmm. I think it's a bad idea because I don't think you're, you're getting the most out of your subwoofers. So if you're going to spend a thousand dollars on a subwoofer, why would you want to have it not perform as well as it could Optimal. You know, with a Yeah. With an $80 microphone. I just think that, you know, but again, if you've got a hundred dollar subwoofer, okay, I get it. Just do the sub crawl. But if you got two subwoofers, what are you going to do then? Again, it's got flaws. Yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you can't use a sub crawl to figure out where to put two subwoofers. Yeah. How do you um, figure out? You know what delay? How do you figure out their distance? You know, you you can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I hear that. And you know what might be even a better idea is like. Put the sub where you are going to put it because mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, if you have a pretty big sub, it's not like you have all kinds of choices. Right. 
And this you're going to put it there or there, or this is in the way. So you can't, right. you know, put it where you're going to put it. Yep. And then why don't you just see if your listening position is in a null, right? Instead of like putting subs on the couch, why mm -hmm. not try it that way? I think in logic, it sounds nice because you're putting the sub in. it's easier to put the sub in one location. And you move around the room than to move your sub, you know, mm -hmm. over and over and over, and over especially yeah. if they're bigger subs. Sure. I mean, moving a 175 pound sub, that's, it's kind of a big deal. It's, it's a two person job. Yeah. Right. Well, unless you unless got you carpet, carpet and you got slide it around, and you remove the feet. I do. You that's the first the thing. Anytime I, I, anytime I review a subwoofer, that's the first thing I do. I take the feet off of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, you can't move that thing around by yeah. yourself. Yeah. First time I did that was I think I had the PB16s. That was the first big subwoofer I've reviewed, and I went to. It was either that or maybe even the um, Power Sound Audio. But I went to move it, and man, I got this big, massive black streak of rubber on my carpet, man. I'm like, dang, and I could never get it out. Whoops. Furniture sliders, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're um, right. I mean, Ike's right. I mean, I'm going against the age-old scientifically proven crawl techniques. And he and would I, know. I, he had a big old stain on his carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I did get some flack from the video, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with stating my opinion, and this is just my opinion. If you want to do the sub crawl, go for it, man. I don't care. That's your room, your sound, and you want sucky bass? You can enjoy your sucky bass. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, think I think maybe maybe the the comment that I saw was he was just saying that he thought it was clickbaity, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the comment that I saw that. when you yeah, where you that. responded to him. Yeah, yeah, is like, do you really think it's a bad idea? Yeah, yeah. you know, because you said like it's said, bad, right? Yeah, like I said, if 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 there's a better way and you have and you have the means to buy an eighty dollar microphone, absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Um, everyday Jay, thank you, buddy. He said he picked up a toolkit and he sent us a picture. Awesome. Uh, somebody else asked, uh, Power Guy Mark, uh, what do you need to use your spatial audio? It's a Blu ray disc, so any standard Blu ray player will play it. A 4K Blu ray player will play it. Uh, I was on a, I was on a call with Audio Audio Advice, the CEO. He said he tried to put it in his kaleidoscape and it wasn't reading it. I was like, oh, I don't have the fancy stuff to check it out. <laughs> I just, I got. I got the regular person stuff. So, <clears throat> so I don't know. Yeah, standard Blu-ray player will work. I picked up like a couple from for like 70 bucks on Amazon and they like old ones and they worked. So should work on a whole lot of stuff. Um, did you already mention the oh oh here's Todd's. Um, so Todd's question was about that's an interesting face you got going on in the picture there, Todd. <laughs> That looks like so, my so what happens when he thinks about Atmos? <laughs> uh, so basically, he was asking about the ear level, you know, changing the ear level speakers uh, when going from Oro to Atmos. Currently, okay, so currently they're one to two feet above ear level. Is that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Oro right. says... Uh, Need to be 25 degrees of separation between surround and heights. Does it make a difference? I mean, two inches probably isn't going to make a massive difference between your angles. And again, it's just, I mean, you could just do, I mean, pull out your phone, download an angle app, and then you can physically see, okay, if I put it here at one to two feet, or if I move it down or up, 
how much degrees is that? Because your room is going to dictate how how many degrees that is based on the size of your room. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not laughing at you, Michael. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> you know, you already know. Paul, how Paul knows. Towards yeah. the end of the Paul show, knows. it just gets crazy. He gets wild. Two inches can make a world of a difference. Is, was, yeah. is what she said. That's what she yeah. said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You, you just made you know thirty degrees is optimal. Yeah. But I think I think the secret to all this is do what you can, right? That's pretty much it. Do what yeah. you can, like if you know, do the best that you possibly can do, and you know, try to get it as close to possible uh, as, as to, to as possible, the yeah. reference as possible. Same with the subs, right? Like, I mean, realistically, for for subs, you're gonna either put them in the corner, mm-hmm. mid wall, if you can, near field, if you can. You're gonna put them where you can, built into the seat. Yeah, you're gonna do your best if you have like, the luxury of being able to move them around. And use a mic. Try, yeah. You know what I mean. Right. <laughs> if you have that luxury, go buy a mic or you know have somebody, yeah, do the calibration for you. Do multi sub. Don't even worry about crawling around on your knees. You know what I mean. But if you're gonna get a inexpensive sub, yeah, yeah I think it's part of it is just a learning experience too, right? To hear like, oh shoot, it does. There's a null over here. That's crazy. Like, it's a. I think it's good for the learning experience. Mm-hmm. But for absolute calibration, no. Okay. I agree. Um, uh, Billy P says, can I use my spatial audio calibration digital files to set up my two-channel gear? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, heck yeah. You can use the timing one to uh, you know, time align your subwoofer. If you don't, you know, if you're a receiver, I don't know what you're... Most of the time in two-channel, though, there's, there's really not any settings. Um, again, right. going back to my Harman Kardon, there's no delay, there's no crossover. Um, it's just turning on, but it is high current. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> Does it say that? Did it say that? Yeah. It says high to, current on there, right? Yeah, we used to do that. That was our sales pitch in Circuit City. It's like, but the Onkyo is so much high more expensive, though. Why is it uh, so much? It's only 55 watts a channel. Yeah. Why is it so like the watt is so low on this Harman Kardon? Oh. Right, because it's thirty amps. Oh, oh I see. He says he says he's on an integrated. He can't decode true HD. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so then you can't, <clears throat> can't use it. Forgot uh, about that. Oh yeah, they don't have any HDMI inputs, do they, Mike? <laughs> no, mine doesn't. Every day, Jay, you are so wrong in so many ways, but that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jose has uh, brought brought something up. Uh, going back to the seventy five versus ADDB. Were you guys talking about that earlier? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So we were talking about how uh, the guy that I told you who calibrates theaters, he's like, yeah, I think you know, like home is supposed to be seventy five. Eighty five is for a theater. Mm. And when I try to look it up, there was no definitive. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Wow. It was kind of like somewhere in between there, and. What I was saying is most people don't listen at 85, so that should kind of say something at least, right? That maybe it's not appropriate, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. 85 so is pretty was, loud. 85 is loud. Reference I know. I just made a level matching video, and I was aiming for 75. And some people were like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's 85, and then there's this, you know, there's also the negative 10, so you're really calibrating at 65 and this that and the other um joe and i really went through um 
the software to try and overload the Atmos system, right? And we found out that you actually can't do that. You can't do, they won't allow you to overload one speaker. And what they're doing is they are allowing for headroom of the 10 other speakers in the system. And that's why you can't over, you, I, if, if you go to the tonal balance section in our disc, that is the loudest part of the oh, disc. Man. Careful on that track. Loud, like really loud because it's that same file going through all speakers. And that's why, you know, when you like, imagine if you were to, to, to calibrate, you know, at 85 and have the same thing coming out of all nine of your speakers, 11 of your speakers, 13, your, just shit would be loud, way too loud. So, um, it's really about having the headroom and allotting for that headroom. And, you know, learning about Atmos and creating that disc, we learned a whole lot of stuff that, People don't know to talk about because they don't really know. Like Dolby took out that there's a whole 30 degrees for your left and right speakers. Dolby trashed that. It's 45 degrees. In the, Who's yeah. talking about that? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't know unless you're making Atmos. Yeah. You know, like there's all there's all these things that you wouldn't know because you're not making the Atmos. And one of the things is like leaving or allotting for the headroom for all those speakers to play properly. If so, dude, I wouldn't be in my home theater, if I had a regular home theater, I wouldn't be uh, calibrating to 85. Like that would, even in a dedicated space, like it's loud. I have to use my ears. Spent six, seven hours DJing this weekend. I got to keep these, these puppies running, running good. I'm not going to be out here calibrating one speaker to 85 dB. And when seven speakers come on at the same time with the same volume, then what? Then you're screwed. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Got to protect your hearing. For sure. Uh, let's see what else. What else you guys got going on? You have any other reviews? I know I need to catch up on a bunch of reviews. I have so many reviews I need to catch up on. Horrible. Yeah. I feel bad. You know, you ever start feeling bad? I like I'm starting to, now I'm starting to get emails like, hey, man, I still, I sent you this thing. The companies have been like, great. Like they don't a year ago. I'm like, I don't know if they forgot. A year ago. Yeah. No, like, it was, it's, it's, I'm like, dude, you're. I can't even say that you are absolutely right. I, I so you're on the you're on the list. I just forgot you, where yeah. I put that list. <laughs> but there also wasn't a deadline. The list yeah. the list has right. Grown. If you give me a deadline, yeah. I'll make I'll, I'll 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 make it on time. Yeah. But if you just leave it open, or you throw some money, you know. Yeah, you like, I'll, I'll make do it that. Happen, you can you can up the priority. I'll I'll bump you up further on the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Yeah. So you guys, what do I have up? I told you about the RSL mm -hmm. stuff. Got some RSL stuff. I got some mm -hmm. ELAC subs. Lots of subs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Subs. I saw your photos. What else? What else? I got, I got I got too much stuff. How about you guys? Anything exciting? You have that Martin Logan shirt on. Michael, you have a Martin Logan thing coming up soon? No. Mm -hmm. No, they're going to no. be at M-Wave, though. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to send me the new motion series, mm -hmm. but I hadn't heard anything. But I'm... I'm so behind on everything. I'm not following up. It's like, if it comes great, if it doesn't, mm -hmm. I've got some, um, I think three speakers and a subwoofer coming tomorrow. No, I'm sorry. Three speakers and an AVR arriving tomorrow from definitive technology. And I think they're sending me a Denon receiver. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a AVM 70 
to do from Anthem. I've got the Zapiti. I have. You got a lot of work to do. Okay. Yeah, I got a whole. I got a. <laughs> and by the way, if you notice, so like Michael, just just to let you know, just to let you know. If anybody's like, oh, you know, Martin, you know, he's shilling for Martin Logan. This you know what? He he would wear he would wear that shirt if it said Sova Baton, you know? Here's the thing. If it's comfortable, that's all. I, I mean, I like polos. And here's why I wear that's polos, because it. it's easy to clip on the mic right here. Yeah. So it's hard for me to do a T-shirt and Functional. clip it up here. So, I'm yeah. So saying. don't ever don't ever say, oh, look at this. So you, here, you give them a nice gray shirt, something comfortable. Something kind of comfy. Yeah. So here's what I do. We're on a meeting. Any company. Shout out to any company who wants yeah, Michael Youth yeah, Man really. to I don't promote care, it. Man. Send him a yeah. shirt. I'm, it's true because like we're in a meeting like this right here and I'm talking, you know, Joe works for Martin Logan. I'm like, Joe, man, dude, I like that polo, man. How can I get one of those? Oh, just send me your address. I'll send you one. Sweet. Next week, I'm on a call with Perlison. Dude, I know I was at Cedia. And I told Eric, I said, Eric, dude, I love that shirt, man. That's rocking, man. How can I get one? He's like, oh, just text me your address. I'll send you one. So, heck yeah, man. If I'm these hitting companies them up. Were smart, they would just be sending out shirts. Like, send they, them there. Have all of us, man. A shirt size. Yeah. Youth, man. This is his shirt size. That's right, man. Shirt colors. Hey, hey. He's going to be wearing Valencia. He'll be wearing okay. whatever. You, hey, we, we need to send Mike a SACT <laughs> that's right dude we need to get some yeah. shirts made send them to michael spatial hats. group shirts yeah he don't, yeah, wear, don't wear he, he, wear, no, wear he wears beanies yeah beanies right boom right there Beanie. spatial cd yeah i i can guarantee uh, that would be terrible if i said it but i'll probably say it anyway probably the sofa baton t-shirt will be better quality than the remote the remote oh. <laughs> So I'm Wait, no. Oh, there's a good one. Perlis and T, 10K. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. That's right. You gotta you gotta spell it right though. Yeah. Perlistian. That's how Perlistian. Gene, that's how Jing pronounces it. Perlistian. Perlistian. Um yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to hear that. I'll wear that too, probably. Pretty cool shirt. Yeah. It it's honestly it's probably the softest polo I own. It's actually pores, and when you take it off, you can look at it through the light, and you can see like all the pores, so it breathes really, really well. Mm. What do you got on right there, Chana? It's really nice. Somebody was saying that you look good in salmon. I think it was uh, Keeping Skull. Up With The Joneses. The Daft Punk. Yeah, there you Skull go. shirt thing. Sponsored. Cool. Yeah. Sponsored, I wish. They're, They're hitting broke up, it up. Man. They're hitting him up. I know, right? Fergie's um, like, that's my... Oh, no, that's wrong group. Fergie. <laughs> I was thinking, no, where I was like, no, here's my brain was going. Um, what's the I don't know what song it was, but they're all wearing like the spaceship kind of maybe know what you're boom, boom boom power or something. I yeah, don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. They I were know. wearing the kind of the funky mask, so that's where my brain went. <laughs> wrong, wrong group though. Um, yeah, they call it swag in the biz. Yeah, swag, yeah. Some, some swag, yeah. swag stuff we all get. Hey, can you add that to the list, it. Chana? We need, we need some swag for people. We need all some swag. Yeah, I come with swag, dude. I was yeah, born with some swag. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Are we? Are we at it's six o'clock? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. Out of here. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here 
at the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast on the Daily Hi-Fi YouTube channel. If you're new here and watching on the replay, make sure to subscribe up, hit your notifications so that you uh, get notified when we go live. But we do this every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. On behalf of myself, Michael, Joe, see you. Love you guys. Bye. Don't forget to become a patron.